Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of Precision Door Service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Saving you a seat at the table. Hey everyone, thanks for checking us out. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works, and thanks for listening to 316 uh, Podcasts. So today uh, we're doing um, a launch of a new podcast. This is a seat at the table. And if you've heard uh, the, the the descriptions. Uh, the demos before, you understand that a seat at the table is kind of a business term. It's we need everybody's voice to talk about what's important. Uh, so today I've got two great friends of mine. Uh, some of you already know Juan, and this is uh, uh, Juan's son. We're going to get to those guys in a minute because I always have to thank Larry and Sandy for your generous use of the farmhouse uh, and allowing us to create the farmhouse studios. Uh, also need to thank our audio and technical producer, who's Justin, our creative producer, who is Esther, and as always, our house manager, who is Danielle. Let's start over here to my left. Uh, if you guys have seen some of our talking with, you probably have seen our flagship and our number one um, podcast uh, with my good friend Juan Ortiz. How you doing? Uh, so Juan, and then <clears throat> then next next to me on this side is a guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Juan and Steve introduce. Uh, but let me just kind of get it out of the way, just so that there's um, so that there's a uh, uh, truth in lending. Steve is Juan's son. There we go. So I'm, hey, let the, I'm gonna let the two of you go for a couple. Last minutes time later. I checked, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, this is great to be here, uh, Clay, and uh, uh, I've been now speaking for over thirty years, yeah. and that's how you and I met. I know it at one of my engagements, you. I, we connect about 10 years ago, and it's been great doing work together and stuff. And so uh, it's good to be back and be able to talk about some topics. Um, my son, Steve, uh, who has had his own uh, business and has put a lot of music and, and albums out on Spotify. You can find him on there as Matthew Magenta. 
but Steve has been in music his whole life and uh, working on a really cool project, yeah. and that's kind of why we're here. Yeah, and it, and just to talk about. Yeah, it. and that's what we're going to talk about. I mean, so so the to- the topic is the arts or creativity and and how we uh, apply those. I mean, we can apply them to the world, but we can apply them to the church. Now, there, there, there's no secret. I mean, the three of us are faith-based guys, right? Yep. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it too bold to say that we're Christians? No, we're Christians. That's who that, we are. That, that's yeah. it? Yeah. I, sometimes I like to say that I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Because yep. there's a lot of definitions of what Christian right. is. I know it's it's gotten scrambled over the years. Yeah. Now I'm <clears throat> I'm 47. You're 57. You're 32. So we're we kind of represent half generations, right? I mean, so so you're kind of the the uh, the tail Baby end of the boomers, boom, right? So I'm a Gen Xer, right? And you are you a millennial or are you a Gen <laughs> Gen Y? I don't I don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was right after the millennials. Yeah, so the so the Gen Y, th- those are the people that don't really know who they are. <laughs> that's, that's what can you I, are. Can I just say I love these these horror? <laughs> yeah. Cult, yeah, yeah. So here's here's Coaster's sign. I got Dracula over here. I like the Wolfman. So let me let me explain like, uh, this. So this as we're 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 designing designing the farmhouse, right? And 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 I think every room has a different a different style, a different feel. Yeah. Uh, the recording studio down here, I wanted to be kind of decorated as my old high school bedroom. So, <laughs> so on these on these two walls, we got some old rock posters. I love it. Uh, on these two walls, ACDC. Uh, we're we're doing some. I like the Silence of the Lambs right there. We're doing some video uh, some video on headshot works on on these What's walls and this wall. So we wanted to leave those a little little more stagnant. But our lobby out there is a little bit more rock and roll. Um, yeah, but my high high school bedroom was a lot like uh, like WKRP in Cincinnati. I love it uh, with a lot of with a lot of horror. It's awesome. Put up, so, but as 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 a faith based artist, uh, I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. We've we've had these discussions uh, for years in the church about creating for the creator. Mm. And there's a special calling to that, right? I mean, so so pastors and preachers have a calling on their life, um, but artists have a calling on their life as well. Yeah. Do Do you guys feel a calling on your life as as a pastor would? I do. I mean, I've been like I said, I've been speaking for over thirty years, and I've done a lot of speeches in churches. You know, um, it's hard for me because I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a preacher. I'm more of a speaker, an inspirational speaker. But I've always felt like God gave me a story and I'm just supposed to tell it. And then I kind of leave it for God to do something with it. I mean, I'm not a great speaker. And sometimes I say things that are wrong, you know, um, because I'm not necessarily polished or perfect. But I I feel like God just calls me to tell my story and then he does the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you you go by a stage name or is your name Steve? Yeah, I go by Matthew Magenta. Matthew Magenta. So check this out. Matthew Magenta, you've, you've got to have a website or a YouTube. I do. Or a what it, so you, you Google Matthew Magenta and it, everything pops up. So Justin can pop that up. So if you're actually watching this, you're actually seeing Matthew Magenta and his uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snap. It's everything. Snap me. All that. Instagram. My, MySpace. Spotify. Um <laughs> Does anybody MySpace anymore? Do you, no. do you still have a MySpace? No. <laughs> he just said, I heard you say it, but I was like, <laughs> I was like right, this guy's on MySpace? Or... <laughs> That's, That's cool. why he's Generation X. Yeah, I'm the Xer. 
Yeah. Uh, so right now, Justin's figuring out how to put all that Matthew Magenta stuff. So how did you come up with Matthew Magenta? Oh, my goodness. That's, do you want the long version or do you want the very short version? It depends on, on how many episodes of that. Short. Sort of we'll go with short. short one. Okay. I like it. <laughs> it's just cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I, I was going, my, my old name was Mr. Magnificent. And I, my friends used to call me that. And I was like, that's, I don't think I like that name. It sounds kind of, kind of cocky. A little yeah, arrogant. Yeah, very arrogant. People sounds, like, and when, I, when I went to shows, people were like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Mr. Magnificent. They're like, Who's this guy? Wow, you better be good. <laughs> right. So I, I thought, you know, my middle name named after his dad, Matt. Oh. I wanted to use my middle name, Matthew. And uh, and I was thinking of different last names for it. Like something, I like like double like M-M. Yeah, M-M. You know, like how like, yeah, yeah people do that in their names. And magenta is one of my favorite colors. And there's a lot of meaning behind it. And But yeah, what, so that's the short version. What is the color magenta? Is it? Is it's it like a purple pink. Purple pink. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how long have you, did, can you call yourself an artist? Yes. You do. How long have you, and we can talk about that in a second, but how, how long have you been an artist? Since I was 13. I started drumming when I was 13. And he actually made my first drum set out of cardboard. Because I, I wanted to be a drummer, and they're like, well, let's, yeah, let's how about you start on piano? Yeah. And I was like, Dad, I want a drum set. And he's like, we, I'll make you one out of cardboard. Yeah. I don't know about buying it, but well, my my wife uh, when we got married, she's musical, plays piano, sings, and is trained in all of that. And she said, "Hey, no matter how many kids we have, I wanted all to take at least a year or two of piano." So that was an agreement we made. I, I don't have any musical training at all, but I love music. And so Stephen had two years of piano, and so he had he knows music, he knows how to read music, but. He had a desire to play drums, and he got in a lot of trouble at schools. They're like, "Oh, I was always tapping." Yeah. People are like, "Can yeah. you stop?" I'm like, "I'm sorry." All right. It didn't only bother the teacher; it bothered I'm, kids I'm, around him. Oh, I, was, like, I was so hyper. I was always like, "Yeah, you, 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 uh, you still are." Yeah. I mean, it's just, as long as you've, we kind of did some, some, some pre-show uh, discussions. You were tapping. Oh, I always because I I, I I have rhythm. I hear drums first when I listen to music, and I'm always like studying patterns. Who's your um? I'm I'm an '80s rock kid, right? I mean, I'm, I'm I love a, '80s rock. I'm a, I'm a hair band glam rock type of guy. Yeah. What's I your got, favorite? No, I, no, I got a Led Zeppelin Led Zeppelin? poster there. Yeah. Which means Bonham, right? Is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Right. But my my drumming hero, and I'm not a drummer, but my my Hero was Tommy Lee. Oh, dude, right. I mean, he's, Ma- he's amazing. Motley, he no, was amazing. Motley, no, I'm Motley sorry, was great. but mine was Neil Peart. Yeah, from Rush. Yeah, from Rush. I yeah. think he's, he's the phenomenal. Greatest, the greatest of all time. I, yeah. And Rush is probably the greatest, un, a misunderstood or misrepresented band out there. Agreed. Yeah, right. I mean, no, yes. nobody thinks their their favorite band is Rush. Yeah, until you really understand music, then you're like, oh. Rush is incredible. Rush Absolutely. was so good that if you didn't know the band, you heard the music, and then you found out three guys were playing, they're like, how can music come from three guys like that? That's, that's how Phenomenal. good they were. Phenomenal. I'm, but I'm, Steve, Steve started officially at 13. He said, Dad, I want to buy a drum set. And my wife and at that point said, okay, we don't, we don't have a choice. He's going to do it. So I said, <laughs> stop, I'll, t- I said I'll tell you what. I'll buy you a, a drum set, and it was like 150 at the time. I said, but you got to raise half of it. 
and like a week later. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A week later, he had seventy five. So you had some literal skin in the game. Yeah. Right. Because it absolutely had to be important to you. I'm still a little like, where did you come up with? I thought that would take him like a couple years, seventy five bucks. No, he had it a week later. No, I get it. It was important to him. He he borrowed it from people for sure. What was it? What drum set did you buy? It was uh, a Tama Tama. Yeah. And I think it was a mixture of like I had later I had Pearl, yeah. But my dream jump set I love DWs. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah. DWs are the best. And so you're so so the reason why I say that uh, when when do you consider yourself a, a, an artist? Because I'm 47, but it wasn't until my mid 20s, uh, maybe even late 20s. Now I I I got sober at 30, mm. so maybe it was right around there. Um, it took me forever to kind of admit or. Or have have the guts to call myself an artist. It just sounded so so prideful to me. Like, ah, right. I'm an artist, Mr. I, Magnificent. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it until you know somebody said, "Well, Clayton, you know, as an artist, you think that." And I, th- and I thought, I, I suppose if if people are considering me an artist, I I might as well, you know, do that. So it it, it took me a while to accept that the gift of the artist or sure or the call of the artist. Now, now I I I had a call to be. Uh, a pastor as a kid. So I was six years old, and I felt the call to be a pastor. Uh, but I wanted to be an actor. So so I did what I wanted to do, and God did what he had to do. So so today, I consider myself a, a preacher in the skin of an actor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel that calling? Not, not only have, have you been called to be an artist, a speaker, a writer, uh, a musician, a creator of music... Uh, me, I'm a storyteller. Do you do you feel the call to be a Christian artist? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the whole meaning of life is serving God and serving other people. And God gives us all different talents, whether it's a piano player or a preacher or whatever that is. Use your abilities to to the best that you can do it. Like, and it says in I have a tattoo. Um, that says it's play a song skillfully and shout for joy. Yeah. What what reference is that? Psalms? That's Psalms 33.3. So I mean, whatever that that gift that God gives you, whatever that, and we're all different, we're all individuals and we're all special in our own way. We need to use those abilities to serve Christ. Yeah. So are so so when you you start a work, I I know what it's like for me. And certainly, Juan and you and I have talked a lot about the beginning of work. Uh, how, how it works for me is I, I get a concept. I believe that God gives me the germ of an idea, mm. a phrase, a word, a story from the Bible, mm-hmm. something that that kicks around in my head, and I get about a hundred ideas a day. Mm, same. Uh, by the next morning, most wow. of them are gone. Right? I never think do about. Do you ever them write again. them down? Uh, I do, but only when they come back and haunt me. Right. <laughs> Right, because if the I most important ones, yeah, if I did everything that came to my into my head, my wife would divorce me. <laughs> but because you just don't have the time, right? Right. So it's the oh, ones I, I have folders yeah. on my computer of ideas, Fold, like hundreds of folders just yeah. stacked up. Of here's this, here's the idea for the BPM of ninety. Here's all these different things are just going through my head. It's crazy. It's sometimes it's madness. It's kind of crazy. So that's a, so that's a great thing. We can talk more about that later. But is is there? Now listen, I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be silly here or, or funny. Is there a little bit of insanity in creating? 
Um, yes, because I think the for me, pers- I mean, coming from my perspective, what drives me crazy is that I'm never satisfied. I think I think as human beings in everything, we are never satisfied, no matter how much we have, who we're married to, who our friends are, what job we have, what we're creating. Personally, I feel this way. I don't know how other people feel, but I personally am never satisfied. And I have to keep that in check. So, so this is why I, I think uh, so many professional public artists, so, right, so, so actors, writers, directors, musicians, singers, I think, I think this is why there's so much um, drug and alcohol hmm. abuse and oh, abuse. Yeah. Absolutely. It's because they don't know what to do with the insanity in their head. Oh, yeah. Now, you, now when we did um, talking with Juan, uh, we kind of put his feet to the fire and we said, Juan, you, you know, we, I believe in generational sin. You're telling me that you, you don't feel a pull to alcohol or drugs like your dad did. And he said, no, he, he, he doesn't. I, I believe that that's a, a broken curse or a blessing from God. But as oftentimes as artists... We we get pulled into, I think it's a couple of things. So you know, for, for me again. Now I've I've been sober for eighteen years, which means I am an Amen. alcoholic. Amen. But eighteen years ago, I went to rehab. It's right. So amazing. so, so two thousand three uh, is when I went wow. to uh, when I went to rehab and uh, end of February two thousand three. That's awesome, man. Thank you. That's so so awesome. What the the problem I think as an artist is we're curious. Mm-hmm. We want to experiment. Oh yeah. Like, so as a storyteller, I want to talk to a lot of people about their story. Yep. Right. I want to experience that. I want to go see this thing. I want to go see that that thing. Go see the show. Uh, but as musicians, it's kind of the same thing. You want to experience. You want to be tweaking on new experiences, the new curiosities. But there's also a, a level of insanity in your head. Yeah. Because you can't create fast enough. And now, as as Christians. Uh, I, I believe that alcohol abuse and drug use is not a Christian lifestyle choice. Right. Probably not. So what do we do with it? As as artists, built and wired like an artist, we, we have a curiosity, so we want to go and experience. Yeah. And we also have craziness in our head. Right. Where do you go? Where, what do you guys do to blow off steam? It's a great question. Well, you know, I will tell you that I, I I think like people say, so you don't drink, you don't smoke any of that stuff. I don't. But I grew up in a house where that's all my parents did, particularly my dad. So I was I just decided to be the opposite. And so so, so you were weird or you were the black sheep by being good. Yeah, yeah, I was. And um, even not only in my family, but also in, you know, in high school and college and all that stuff. And I went to a Christian college where a lot of people drank and smoked and even did uh, drugs. Co- college is college, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's life is what it is. But here's what I would tell you. I think there's a ton of people that are gifted. Musicians, writers, producers, speakers. There's a lot of people that are gifted. The problem comes when the dreams are about making money. Mm. So when it goes from talent to like, I want to make millions from this, it destroys the mind because the second you take what God's giving you as a gift and you monetize it, you ha- you put a dollar figure on it. Oh, yeah. It's so difficult because now 
it starts like, oh, I could become a millionaire, but then it becomes pressure, and then a regular job just won't do. It won't. It right? won't do. You can't work at Home Depot anymore and feel any good about yourself. Why? Because I'm supposed to be a rock star. Well, slow down. How about this? Don't think about what money you can make from this. Why don't you take what God's given you and work on it and do it for the joy of it? What's crazy is the second you let go of making money for what you're good at, then God somehow blesses you. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that's right because I'm going to get to you in a second, but uh, I I believe that that money in the hands of God is like roofing nails in the hands of a roofer. Mm-hmm. So God just uses money as a tool to accomplish what he's trying to do. Absolutely. Right? And he's got so much of it. I, I think if you were going to talk to a roofer, he would probably say, so what's what's the cheapest per item thing that you have in your pouch? He says, probably the nails, right? I mean, they, I got I got boxes of these things. I, I put them in my pouch. I throw them on the floor. I I've got so many roofing nails. I think I think God's probably saying, saying the same thing. The last thing that He's concerned about is the money. Yeah. But why is it like the first thing I'm concerned about? Like I'll go do whatever God says. I'll I'll quit my day job. I'll go I'll go write this thing. I'll I'll take a month off and and live at a at a little shack in Michigan to write this this great uh, play that God has written for me. But but tell me how much I'm going to make first, God, because I I do all that as long as I know I'm going to make some money, right? <laughs> right. But we, we can get back to this. So how about you, Steve? Like what what avenues do you go down to ensure you remain faithful? to your creator as you create? You know, for a while, and I, I've asked myself this question a lot of like, what's the purpose of me creating music? What's Why am I doing this? Am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for others? You know, is this for God? And I think it's a little bit of everything. And it's, it's and I, when I get too deep into it and I and I start thinking about myself. I'm like, I, you know, this is I want this for me. I want, I want to, I want people to notice me. I want that's kind of the feeling that I get off. So like money is one thing, but I think fame is another thing for people. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the attraction of when people are like, okay, I want to be noticed. I want it because everyone wants a friend. Everybody wants to be accepted and be understood. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it gets too much, like like you said, if it gets way out of hand and that becomes your God, then you're not focused on what you're really doing. And so this is a crazy thing about about God, right? That I have found anyway, creating for the creator is I I think you can create and do good work without the power of the Holy Spirit. How many millions of artists, actors, writers, speakers, musicians Mm -hmm. who are not believers in Jesus that don't have the Holy Spirit and they have huge successful careers. Right. So you can create. Right. That's not the point. Yeah. Without the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You can, there's a lot you can do without God. But I think once you claim Christianity or claim to follow Christ, I think you can't create without the Holy Spirit. It's almost like I think God limits or subverts or stops your ability until you give it to him first. Yeah. I think that people, like like you said, yeah, you make a good point. I think people can do things without God. They, it's your choice. That's the cool thing that free will, that God gives us this 
beautiful, complicated gift of free will. Do you want to do good? Do you want to do bad? Um, you get to decide what you want to do with your life. Do you want to be with God? Do you want to be without God? Do you choose to believe these things or do you choose not to? It's it's a really, it's a great, and talking about being insane, like going crazy, that's a really hard concept to think of, of like how am I, what is the real purpose of my life? Why am I creating this music? I always go back to it. It's like, this is, this needs to be for God. In the past, it wasn't for God a lot. I have a lot of songs that weren't about God. It was about, sometimes it, it's also a thing for a, thera a therapeutic thing for me to feel better. If I went through a breakup or me and my friend got in a fight or, you know, me and me and my parents, something happened, I got grounded, which was a lot. <laughs> yes. And so, and I would go up in my room and I would write music because I was pissed off. And it's a, it's a good way to get, you know, it's a good outlet. And, uh, but sometimes it wasn't focused on Christ and, and it can go down a bad path. Yeah. And I was writing lyrics that were not, they were not pleasant. Yeah. They were, they were God honoring. That's for they sure. Were, yeah, but, they th were, but those are the things you have to go through, right? So let's, you, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's stop real quick. We're going to, we're going to take a little break. We're going to reset for, uh, episode two of, uh, a seat at the table. Again, we always want to thank Larry and Sandy, uh, Esther, uh, Justin, and Danielle. Guys, thanks for uh, tuning in and checking out 316 Creative Works, 316 Podcast. We're going to be right back in just a couple of minutes uh, with part two of this discussion. So thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple of places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, <clears throat> so you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.